This is Tom Fox. Welcome to the newest edition in the Compliance Podcast Network, my latest podcast, Compliance and Coronavirus. As the voice of compliance, I wanted to start a podcast which will help bring both clarity and sanity to the field of compliance, the compliance practitioner, and indeed the compliance profession during this worldwide health and healthcare crisis. Taking up a variety of topics as diverse as working from home to sporting events, to the role of the board of directors, to crisis management, to the role of supply chains. We will look at all of these in this podcast. If you have a topic you'd like covered on compliance and coronavirus, please let me know. I'd be happy to do a podcast on it. This week on Innovation and Compliance, I'm running a five-part sponsored podcast series in conversation with K2 Fin Intelligence, navigating an increasingly complex sanctions landscape sponsored by K2 Intelligence Fin. Check out this five-part series with Adam Frey and Eric Lorber. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode. And today I have with me Cindy Flynn. Cindy is the one of the founding partners at Hackler Flynn. And she's going to visit with us about some of the legal issues around the reopening of economies literally across the country. So, Cindy, first of all, welcome. And thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you so much for having me today. This is a treat. So could you tell us a little bit about the nature of your practice, Cindy? Yes. So we practice employment law in California, and we are only on the business owner side or the management side. So we do employment defense, protecting and defending business owners. We do everything from advice and counsel all the way through litigation. So, Cindy, um, I was wondering, what are some of the top questions you are getting from your clients now, or perhaps another way to think about it would be, what are some of the two or three top pieces of advice that you guys are routinely giving out from the firm? One of one of the biggest things is having employees work from home, right? Having remote staff. And um, with that, I want to make sure our clients are doing it correctly in California. I know um, this is a nationwide podcast, but specifically in California, you know, there's a lot of rules and regulations with regards to breaks and lunches. And even if you have your staff working remotely, if they are hourly or non-exempt, you want them to keep track of their breaks still and their lunches. And then in that same token, you want to reimburse them for cell phone and internet because they are working from home. They are using their home internet and cell phone. And so uh, the business can't take that as a windfall and pass on operating expenses to its employees. So that's one of the big things with regard to remote workers. As we move into the reopening phases, now I'm in Texas, so we're a little bit ahead. We're going to have phase four next week. Uh, You guys are, I think, in phase one or maybe phase two. What are some of the Mm -hmm. questions you're getting around the phased reopening? So it's how to keep the employees safe, essentially, right? And so we're, we're encouraging our clients, if they are able to have employees work from home, to continue to do so. Um, they are looking at split shifts. So having one, one group of employees come in one week and then another group the following week just to distance themselves. Um, and then we've also been recommending to clients to provide, you know, personal protective equipment for their staff. And in, in restaurants, we're seeing face masks and face shields and gloves and those types of things to really help uh, stop the spread if, if someone gets sick. 
one of the real reasons I wanted to visit with you is I haven't had too many lawyer types because I've been really fascinated thinking through the potential liability issues. Uh, once again, it's state-to-state law and, and workers' comp. And state law, we don't have too many federal laws, I think, that are going to apply. But how are you helping companies think through potential liabilities from all the way from employees through customers to vendors and suppliers or, or even others? With California, there's a workers' comp presumption that came into effect, which, and I think other states are starting to maybe follow suit, but the workers' comp presumption says that if someone gets sick who's an employee of yours from March 19th through July 5th, it is presumed to have come from work and that it's a workers' comp case, which is crazy. It's anyone who gets COVID who you have coming into, you know, the office, the restaurant, whatever type of business you have, if they get sick, it's a workers' comp matter. Um, and so in order to really handle that COVID-19 liability, we are seeing a lot of restaurants, you know, limit and retail uh, limit the number of customers that can come in at one time. I've seen companies take names and phone numbers of guests so that they can notify them in case of an outbreak. Um, but, you know, it, it's a lot to be determined on um, how how workers' comp may go bankrupt in California. Um, uh, but a lot is still to be determined with liability there. So in a prior life, uh, I was a trial lawyer I started uh, with workers' comp, and the uh, did does the law in California provide a follow-on to the insurance companies to cover that uh, as well? Because that would always be an issue in Texas. You know, not an area we practice. It's not our our bread and butter. It's more we do mostly employment law. But you know, once a workers' comp case gets filed, oftentimes. Here we see an employment lawsuit filed three, six months later. I don't know if that's been your experience at all in, in Texas, but that's, that's usually a, a trigger. And a lot of workers' comp uh, plaintiff's firms do both. So they do an, a workers' comp side and an employment wage and hour side. Um, looking forward into maybe Q3 and Q4, do you see any additional either legal liability issues or even just client counseling that, that you're preparing for you guys at the firm are thinking through, talking through as, as we move into hopefully greater reopening of the economy, literally nationwide? You know, we are going to see a huge increase in litigation. Um, and we've had clients, I had a client I was talking to yesterday, they run a solar panel company an employee quit on Sunday night and got a lawyer by Tuesday and by Wednesday sent a demand letter to this client. And so I think that, you know, as um, unemployment increases, if it does continue to increase, then we're going to see more um, wage and hour litigation lawsuits. We're also seeing a rise in age discrimination lawsuits because one of our like we represent only the best clients at this point. And one of our clients decided, you know, it back in March that they were going to have everybody over the age of 60 go home <laughs> because they wanted to, to keep them safe. And they did it with the best intentions. And then they didn't realize that they were asking for an age discrimination lawsuit by doing that. You know, you can't, you can't discriminate, um, 
<laughs> based on age or send certain groups of people home. That brings up a really interesting point that I've been struggling with, which is not that a COVID patient would be a protected class, but they could be disabled. Uh, have you had to think through any issues around disability, disability discrimination, or issues like that? Yes, definitely. And like we're seeing um, clients, you know, have employees who claim a either a COVID-related disability or even an ankle-related disability or some other body part where they need um, special accommodations. And then once that's triggered, you, you want to engage in the interactive process and make sure you're not discriminating against certain classes of people. So, so we're, we're definitely seeing that. And, um, and I think we're just going to continue to see a rise in all areas of workers' comp litigation and employment litigation. And, and you brought up a point that I really have to follow up on, which is um, age discrimination issues. If we could overlay it now with economic dislocation and companies thinking through uh, how to provide the safest workplace, it seems to me you're having not a three-dimension chess game going on, but literally a five-dimension chess game with five perhaps separate laws that may or may not uh, conflict with each other, having to think through each one. is. Are you guys having to do that sort of analysis as well? Definitely, definitely. We and, and we're seeing our clients really struggle too during this time, right? And so they need to make layoffs based on the good for the company, but it could trigger if you lay off the wrong person, you know, who's either pregnant or a certain age, I mean, 40 or older is age discrimination. Um, There's a lot of lines to walk and talk through with certain clients to make sure that they are protected because you can do so much more with your employees before the termination or letting them go or, you know, anything like that. You can have them sign releases. You can, you know, pay them a little something to go away, have them sign a severance agreement, those types of things so that you're protected in the long run. Cindy, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I was wondering if our listeners wanted more information about you or the firm, where could they go? Yes, thank you. Um, Our website is hacklerflynnlaw.com, and I do have a Reopening Your Business playbook on our website. You can download it for free, and it would, you know, it helps um, with its uh, quite a few pages. It's like 20 pages, but it has links. It's very interactive and it also has an addendum that you can add to your employee handbook for COVID related concerns. So you can certainly go to our website. Again, that's hacklerflynnlaw.com and download that for free. Cindy, I wanted to thank you and uh, perhaps ask that as we move into Q3 or Q4, if I might be able to call upon you again when uh, the situation will change and perhaps additional or other advice might be appropriate. Of course, always here. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. This podcast posts three times a week at 10 a.m. on 
Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of each week. That's 10 a.m. Central Time. I hope you will check out our episodes as we post during this health crisis and economic dislocation. This month on The Compliance Life, I'm featuring Ryan Robillet, who talks about his journey to the CCO chair. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.